could have been better. What was that? I said it could have been better. You want to fight about it? Yeah, I do. Let's go, chump. Ah! <laughs> Hold on a second. We don't need to fight. We don't? All you need to do is go to 86.com and choose from one of their many designs. Franchises range from Skullgirls to Street Fighter and even Blaze Blue. And if you check out 86 through this Twitch channel, use 86.com slash question mark AFF equals four to let them know that Mission Star Podcast sent you. Everybody, welcome to the show. Um, my name is Anthony Bionis. I am the, the host with the most, usually for this uh, podcast. And uh, with me, as always, um, the person who has uh, been going door to door, serving up food, and uh, really getting out there uh, for your for your pleasure. It is great deeds. I may be a delivery boy, but I had. <laughs> more layers to me like an onion well, that was a shrek quote straight <laughs> up. yeah yeah <laughs> hey man you know doordash is actually like i'm having fun with it like i'm able like while we're just driving to a location i'm able to just you know fuck around on twitter or play a game so that's cool um before we get into the news i would say one big thank you because i've been eyeing this for a little bit but uh we recently reached 800 subscribers on our youtube channel which I'm super happy about, and that is awesome. Um, and uh, yeah. yeah, thank you guys. Thank you for liking. Our... It's bizarre every day that like there's still more and more people who are enjoying our content. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so thank you very much for the support, and thank you guys for watching podcasts or or any other things we do on the YouTube channel. Um, let's aim for 200 more so we can get to that 1K uh, mark, which would be awesome. But right now. We're here to talk about some news, but first, we're going to talk about uh, Greg's impression on not only just one, but two games. Uh, so, I'll leave it up to you which one you want to tackle first, Anthem uh, Demo I'll, I'll go, or Kingdom Hearts 3? I'll go with Kingdom Hearts 3 because there's less for me to talk about with Kingdom Hearts because I'm only about three and a half hours in. Mm-hmm. But um, with with Kingdom Hearts, it's it's fascinating because they dive right the fuck in. There is no like, hey, last time on, or hey, this is what you missed if you didn't play the fucking handheld games for the past thirteen years. Uh, none of that. It just goes right in. Like, I hope you watch the YouTube compilation or some shit because you're gonna be lost. That being said, I watched three of them, <laughs> and then watched two comedy ones. One that was on uh, Polygon, and then Barry Kramer. Um, also, I like how I like where the camera is positioned on the stream for me. Oh, sorry, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. So it's just top of your head. <laughs> uh, that being said, it is it is a very it's it's it, it's very uh, uh well structured. Um, the combat's fun, 
um lots and lots and lots of dialogue but um yeah i mean it's 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 kingdom hearts like in a nutshell it's it's like they it, they picked up right where they left off essentially and um it, it feels right like sure there's a little bit of, there's some differences and stuff like how you activate specials and if you're playing on easy as i am because i just want to play the game and have a good time and not really worry about too much um it actually becomes fairly easy to play but uh but yeah i'm having a blast with it um the attractions are really interesting because uh, a lot of the time it's just like press a when we tell you to but all other times it's uh like my favorite one is the is the one that's based on the buzz lightyear ride oh nice yeah so you're in like a little like cart and you're uh like steering a gun around shooting enemies um but yeah, the, the attractions thing is actually a lot of fun. There's other magic spells you can use too, especially with Donald and Goofy. But uh, um, but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm excited to continue it and see where it ends. Uh, I see the plot in which they're going for for the ending, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna move over to to Anthem. I don't know if you just want this video to run its course and then oh, Anthem's the show. Anthem's the next one, so. I will okay. say, I will say real quickly about Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, right now, I'm not playing the game, but I'm watching people stream it. And, um, it's been, it's been an interesting watch so far for me. Like, oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, like, it was, it was, it was an interesting watch for me thus far. Like, I'm get, actually, like, from what I've been hearing, like, the game actually does a pretty good job of telling the story, um, if you have not, uh, seen or played the other games. Like they don't completely yes. go into yeah they don't completely go into the details but they they have a good summation of what's going on. Uh, you can you can kind of gather what's going on. It's almost like as if you picked up a movie in the middle of the story mm-hmm. and you're piecing it together as you're going along. Um, I will say this: what's really funny to me is is the reaction on Twitter. There's a lot of spoilery shit in this fucking trailer, by the way. Oh, is it really? Um, oh, well, oops, sorry, guys. Mean, <laughs> if, if, if you started. If you started playing the game, there's spoilery stuff in that. Um, otherwise, it, it's inconsequential. makes no fucking sense. Like, I don't know what that is that's showing right now with the floaty guys. No idea what that is. Um, I kind of have an idea, though. Interesting. Anyway, uh, so a few people have talked about how Donald is hyper annoying. And these are adults. These are grown people on Twitter, uh, on Twitch. Uh, Trihex, for example, was made made a comment. Um, it was something along the lines of like, "I hope Donald shut the shuts the fuck up." And then somebody else was like, "The first comment was gouache. Um <laughs> and, it, and it got me thinking, like, "Yeah, imagine you're you're you know 12 years old and you play Kingdom Hearts one. You you know you hit 14 years old and can you play Kingdom Hearts two? And you're used to these Disney characters, and then all of a sudden now you're like 13 years older. Yeah, probably Donald's voice is gonna get fucking annoying, real quick." To an adult you know so yeah. that's that that's a i think that's a funny little little thing there but um since anthem is on the screen right now uh so my why you're wrong just straight up will be about anthem uh and things of its kind or the anthem demo but right now i'm talking about the gameplay i thoroughly fucking enjoyed playing this game I'm excited to play a little bit more this Friday, possibly Saturday morning. I don't know. Um, 
depends on transportation with Super Bowl stuff, but right, right. Um, uh, what I played of it, I thought was a lot of, of interesting gameplay mechanics. So for me, it was very, very easy to get used to the flying and the floating and the using the jetpack and using abilities. Um, there's a lot of fun little mechanics that you can use. Plus enemy variety, I thought was pretty good. So there's some enemies that are just basically the soldiers that you shoot, right? But then there are these big guys with shields and you have to get kind of behind them um, or just like hit their shield enough to where that's like, they're like, uh, oh, like that. And then you shoot them, which is very, you know, much like other characters with shields. You know, you think of the, the, the jackals in Halo or you think of, uh, um, there was another enemy type that I just completely drew a blank of that does the same thing in another shooter. But regardless, it's not an uncommon thing, but instead like, Let's say you're playing by yourself. You don't have a you know a, a group with you. You can fly kind of behind and shoot in the back. Uh, but there are enemies that can actually like zap you out of the sky and make you fall. Um, there's a lot of little things here and there that are just super fucking fun. And they give you like three missions in the in the demo. Um, and they don't really go too much into story, like or at least they if they do, it's it's it doesn't make any sense because you're not, you know, you don't know what part of the story you're at or whatever. But right after that, you're given the ability to do a stronghold and strongholds are essentially Anthem's dungeons. Hmm. Uh, these are a blast. These are like 45 minute to an hour dungeons. Um, they're, they, you know, it's this game strike, but they have mechanics, but not heavy mechanics. And uh, I'm, I'm fascinated to see, like, what the full game has to offer in regards to that, because I had a lot of fun playing it. Like, a lot of fun playing it. Um, I only got to play as the, the Ranger and the Storm class. Mm -hmm. uh, Ranger is your, is your basic, like, foot soldier. Not foot soldier, I'm sorry, soldier-like character. I would say he's the, he's the war machine of the group. So like his special is to lock onto a certain amount of enemies and then fire missiles at them. Um, where Storm's special is like a giant thing of electricity or wind or or water. Um, Storm is basically your mage in the game. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, but apparently there's two other classes. There's the I think Colossus, and uh, I think that's what it's called, or Goliath, one of the two. But it's basically a, like a heavy mech that has a shield. Um, he's going to be your catch aggro guy. <laughs> um, and then there's the uh, last class, which is like a... Uh, I don't remember what it's called. But he's your like stealth, super quick class. Here's another thing I really liked about the game. So it's definitely built in the same mindset that Destiny, Warframe... Uh, Monster Hunter, uh, Destiny, are built. I think I said Destiny twice. <laughs> With the idea that it's going to be very grindy for you to level up. However, what makes this interesting is that instead of like, let's say you choose uh, a, a javelin outright. Let's say you choose Storm, but you're like, oh, I want to test out the the big guy, right? All you have to do is a, is the set of missions in which allows you to unlock that mech. Hmm. 
or sorry, the javelin. Once you have the javelin unlocked, you have it permanently unlocked. So your one character can have all four javelins. And you can level each javelin up to 50. Hmm, nice. So instead of like, you know, in Destiny where you have to switch, like you have to go to the main screen and then switch, mm-hmm. not with this. You just go to the hub and then choose which javelin you want to climb into. Okay. So, but also I wanted to point out that this demo, I had a lot of stuff missing. So like it didn't have uh, voice communication. It didn't have, um, uh, it didn't have like a, like a party hub sort of place. Uh, I had a few other problems, but then again, that's what you get with a fucking six-month-old floor demo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Was, you know, thrown online, so. Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to get into that on the Why You're Wrong segment, just because there's more into that. Definitely. Um, but I had a lot of fun. I'm excited to play the full game. Awesome. I Like, for me, like, I... Every time I look at that game, and every time I see a, just kind of screenshots or game trailers of the, of the game, like, I... I'm not drawn into it, and it's one of those games where I have to have it in my hands or play it just to figure out, like, do I, am I really excited about the game or am I not? And thankfully, there's an open beta this weekend, actually. So I'm going to get my hands on it uh, and uh, play some Anthem this week. So yeah, I hope you enjoy it, man. Like I, like I said, I had fun. I, You know, the flying is a little clunky at first, but once you get, like, once you understand the mechanics of the controller or keyboard, mm-hmm. it's fucking like second nature it's super quick learn like i learned it quick i don't know why anyone else couldn't i'm not a fucking genius <laughs> gotcha <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll let you know by uh next week my thoughts on the demo uh, when i play it cool. moving on to our next topic at hand um this is a concern to metroid prime and something i and many others are actually kind of surprised about and this is from IGN.com, written by uh, Lucy O'Brien. Nintendo's honesty around Metro Prime 4 sets an important standard. Uh, it is a surprising twist this morning. Nintendo made an incredible transparent announcement development in, de- in Metroid Prime 4. It read it had halted, uh, it read it had halted uh, and was to begin again under Retro Studios, United States-based developer of the original Metro Prime games. In a statement delivered by Shinya Takahashi, Nintendo's general manager of planning and development, we learned uh, that although Nintendo found it very regrettable, the company didn't feel the current progress of Metro Prime 4 was up to their standards for the series. Uh, even though the news was a bummer for fans eagerly anticipating its release, the reaction was still been overwhelmingly positive. As, uh, as of this writing, the statement on YouTube is sitting at 63,000 upvotes and only 2,000 downvotes, which isn't a lot of, isn't which isn't a lot for a video that includes a, uh, the word "regrettable." On Twitter, fans uh, are calling Nintendo's honesty refreshing. Now, this is how you treat your customers, wrote Twitter user Pepper Deeper. Transparency, transparency, and decency. Um. So, what's the Surprise, what surprised me about this is the fact that Nintendo is being transparent and getting out there that this game is not going to, um, it's not going to make it or it's in terms of like their planning, um, and that they're going to restart the development from scratch and they're bringing in Metro Studios to help, uh, continue to work. Uh, the game isn't canceled per se, it's just that the work that that was done previously, 
uh, Retro Studios is being brought in to help out and finish the, the game. Um, so, and these are the guys who who made the original Metro Prime series. So, did what? Uh, and I'll throw it to you, Greg. Kind of your thoughts. Like, what do you think of Nintendo kind of being more transparent about about this game, or just in general about a lot of things? I think it's uh, to, I mean, full on, like, great. I I know that some people are saying that it's it's a shitty situation because, um. Why announce a game that was so far from development and then go to the extent of this? Like, I get where that's coming from, but A, in that video, did you watch that video, by the way? Um, I have not, but I've definitely heard okay. the, the quotes from it, though. He He's very apologetic. He's like, really, really sorry to anyone who was really excited about it, but we as a team were like, this isn't right. This isn't what the customers will want. So why don't we bring in the original guys who made the original game and make a... Make, something that people will want to play. Holy shit. Like, yes, that's brilliant. Um, but what's more brilliant is the fact that he's like, it's not up to our standards. It won't be up to your standards. So we want to make it to your standards. See you in four years. Yeah. Sorry. It, like it's, it's very refreshing and it's surprising. Like when have we ever heard Nintendo say stuff like this at all? <laughs> this is, if you seem recently, there's like how Nintendo has been changing, um, introducing new IPs, being more transparent with this, um, just kind of being, uh, I want to say consumer friendly, but they have been, uh, and they, there's definitely some things changing within Nintendo that for the better is making them not only in, in the good life, but also in profits as well. Like everybody's hammering for a switch. I think, I think for me, a big thing, and this is actually something I'll talk about in my segment as well. Thank you Bring for bringing that up. <laughs> I think a lot of the time gamers in general, from my experience are more willing to put up with a studio's shit for lack of a better word. If the studio is transparent, if the studio is like, all right, so here's the problem. Here's what happened. Here's the issue, though. Here's what. Here's where the issue lies. Nintendo was like, alert, alert, alert. Watch this video. Watch this video. Alert, alert. We have you know a video. Most studios are just like one of the devs talked on Twitter. So like that's <laughs> to me like if Nintendo had done that, had just like put a little blurb on on Twitter. Yeah, it probably wouldn't have been a situation where everyone was like. Um, I think a lot more people would have been angry, but the fact that it was like the the director of the game going, sorry, 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 like yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, it meant like it felt like he gave a shit, and uh, I think that that's something that you don't see very often. It doesn't like the devs give a shit. Trust me, they fucking do. Uh, oh, absolutely, 100%. absolutely. Uh, it's the publisher that's a little more remember, but um, uh. The problem is, is that the devs don't really get to say much. They don't get to do that. So kudos to Nintendo for allowing that to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think more, more studios need to take note on that. Like, pay attention to what Nintendo did here. They basically told their fan base, the people who have been excited about a Metroid Prime game, the people who've lost their goddamn marbles when there was like Metroid Prime 4 at an E3 two years ago mind yep, you yep uh said sorry we're starting from complete scratch but we're bringing in the guys who did the original metroid series so 
See you in four to five years. Yeah. And it, it's all it took. It's all it took. And everybody is happy. They're applauding Nintendo. And they're enjoying the transparency. Because as I said before, Nintendo has always been tight-lipped. There's always been kind of the corporate speak. Um, and I would say that was before the Nintendo Directs and with... Um, uh, I forgot his name. Rest, the guy, rest in peace, guy, or the guy who used to be in Nintendo but recently died. Um, oh, 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 oh. Uh, water. Yep. Um, and I, and I feel like that change. I want to say it's sort of him, but like it definitely, you can see the progress of what they were, up, uh, what their progress of how they're interacting with their fan base uh, over time into today. Like, let's not forget, Nintendo was a company that almost took out Smash that was uh, supposedly was played at Evo. So, there are things I think they've I've learned over the years that they have, for the better, uh, learned how to interact with their audience and how to display what knowledge and news out there to people. Um, and then in this instance, be out there in front and say, in front of a camera, like letting people know, like you know, there's an actual human being behind uh, making the game, saying sorry, you know, we're we got to restart from scratch, and, it, right. and, and that takes it takes a whole lot of courage to begin with. But I yes, think, I think one of the big things here, Anthony, that like you know, you're pointing out how there there's a human behind here. It's 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 a person making this for you. Um, I think the biggest people, the biggest person, or the biggest company that needs to take note of this transparency is Nintendo themselves. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. As you stated multiple times here, Nintendo has notoriously been tight-lipped. The one time that they're not, what happens? Nobody's angry. Well, maybe not nobody, but <laughs> not like not a, a loud group of people. It's been fairly quiet on yeah. people being upset and it's more to the idea of like, oh, I'm not getting a Metroid Prime 4 right away. That is upsetting. But uh, it's more it's more to the extent of like, well, I'm disappointed, but I'm not mad. Mm -hmm. Is what I've been saying. Mm -hmm. Which is great. I think that's awesome. Like, yeah, be disappointed. Of course it's disappointing. It's disappointing for them. It's disappointing for you. It's disappointing for everybody. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Nintendo, do this more often yeah often. yes agreed agreed this will work wonders <laughs> for you guys <laughs> EA, 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 activision let the devs talk to the audience let them make videos for fuck's sake mm -hmm. blizzard come on you guys bethesda let's let's come on yep stop keeping devs behind closed doors let people in front of the camera talk to the audience let them know like what's going on absolutely absolutely yeah in terms of metro prime itself like it will see this game i'm gonna guess if we were to see anything at this game uh uh i'm gonna say in two years maybe three uh yeah, at, at e3. three yeah at e3 um or gonna... or nintendo direct either or um so yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on the game and we'll definitely see what how things will turn out for the game but uh, you know hey and then metro prime sure um, I'm, I'm down for another one. So, all right, moving on to the next topic at hand. As soon as I tweet that marker, done, and uh, oh, did I not set that up? Oh, 
Oh, uh, sorry, we have somebody chat. Mr. Miss says, the less Nintendo talks, the less they open the mic for criticism to the public. Too many companies leave themselves too vulnerable to the public and don't know how to properly handle negative feedback. Uh, I get your point, but I personally feel like criticism is important. Um, I do agree that some companies don't know how to handle negative feedback, but I feel like if devs, specifically the developers, come out on camera and say what's going on or apologize or whatever, um, it, it causes less strife within the community. Okay. I would, I would continue with it, though, but we need to move on to the next topic yeah, yeah, at hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, I just wanted to address you. I mean, I always advertise this that I talked that we bring in the chat. Yeah, yeah, definitely, so. definitely. All right. Moving on to the next topic at hand, and um, uh, Capcom is in a pretty good place right now, uh, if you've not noticed of late. Um, so, this is off of DualShockers.com. Capcom producer says the potential for a Resident Evil 3 remake begins with the fans. This is written by Logan Moore. If fans, went, uh, want, uh, want, if fans want another entry in the Resident Evil saga to be remade, Capcom says they need to make their voices heard. Capcom's remake of Resident Evil 2 has also been out for a few uh, mere days, but for lots of fans, the question has already become, what's next for Resident Evil? While it would seem logical for Capcom to continue on with the franchise in a potential Resident Evil 8, following up on the success of 2017's RE7, some fans seem to be so smitten by the new RE2 remake that now all they want to see is the same treatment for older games in the series, specifically that of Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Well, if that's what you want to see happen, then Capcom is saying that you need to make your voice heard and let them know. Speaking of Japanese publication Game Watch recently, Resident Evil 2 producer Yoshiki Harabashi, I'm sorry I butchered your name, um, <laughs> spoke a bit about the potential remaking another entry in the series. Uh, Harabashi said that the reason Capcom decided to specifically remake Resident Evil 2 this time around was that for over 20 years, fans made it well known that this is what they wanted to happen. Um, power to the players. <laughs> that yeah. like like uh, it's um, right now. What? RE2 is doing fantastic. Like it's uh, yeah. It looks damn, I... it looks damn good. The sales have been great. It's I think they they tell. So... They, oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. I just I wanted to point something out about Resident Evil as a whole, the whole franchise, and lead back to the remake because something that I've argued time and time again about Resident Evil, and even if you look at the Resident Evil One remake, it it it, it keeps the same like static camera while you're moving through an environment, but just changes up the tank controls, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, so to me, I always looked at Resident Evil's video games are the main the main numbers in this vein the first three use the static camera and tank controls for its horror aspects four through six use the third person camera and as as the franchise goes further it gets more action and yada 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 seven is taking an entirely new route with the first person like more eerie and uh anxiety inducing um where i feel like eight and nine will be the same way just think about it. 
yeah. you know, when you think about each game in the franchise, one through three did the same thing, four through six did the same thing. I imagine seven through nine will do the same thing. And I always argue that two really only works in the context of a static camera and tank controls. Sure, you could possibly change it to where it's not tank controls and still have the same feeling. Boy, does this remake prove me the fuck wrong. <laughs> um, good gravy does this remake prove me wrong. For one, they are telling the exact same story, slightly deviated just to make it a little bit more A, modern, and B, you know, scary. Mm-hmm. But making it work for its third for its you know third person camera. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I would absolutely love to see a Resident Evil 3 remake in the same fashion. Agreed. Um, Agreed. After the success of its RE2 remake, it not only does it look damn good, but it, it just from seeing other streamers watch it, like it, it looks like it feels good too. Um I'm actually it was funny, somebody made a comment that kind of made me want to get the game in the later future. Um is that this is the closest thing we'll get to a Dead Space. I'm like, oh, God. And I love Dead Space. So, like, all right. Um, well, gonna... You got to specify that with Dead Space 1. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Dead Space 1. You're right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I'm definitely... I'll, I'll argue Dead Space about each game being good, but different types of horror. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's, yeah, it, it, RE2 is freaking fantastic, and uh, it's deserving high praise for, for obvious reasons. Um, Capcom, if I mean, like, it, it, it's funny because usually when he, when games are made or when uh, things are put in perspective, it's more or less not what the fans want part of the time. It's kind of what the company wants to do, and having them come out there and say, you know, hey, if you want RE3, let us know, you know, and that's something that you know that game companies don't do often, you know. And, well, it's argued, you know, it's been argued time and time again, Anthony, that. Two and four are the best in the franchise. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Which is funny because those are the only two starring Leon as a main character. I guess six does too. Uh, six. Uh, true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He, he is a main character. There. I think there's yeah. six. So yeah. whatever. But yeah. uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 I'm in the, I'm in the mindset of we don't need remakes. You know, I want new things or sequels. Right. Um. But, you know, I think also at the same time, like, if you are of a, a, a varied franchise like Resident Evil, where your first game was on PlayStation, mm-hmm. you can't just re-release that game and expect today's, like, 13-year-olds to be like, hell yeah, <laughs> I'm in, or even 16-year-olds for that matter, to be, yeah. like, up and fucking in it. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going you're gonna to want to update it, so that way people can still get the same story, but in a in a more modern sense. And Absolutely. I think the remake fucking does that in spades. Absolutely. They're very smart. They, they, they kept what, what made Resident Evil, but they modernized some of the things that would have been in the game and the, in the yesteryear of, of this game in 20 years ago or however uh, long it was uh, to today's standards. And they've, it, it worked flawlessly. Um, so yeah, I think that, People, if they are just excited for RE2 and want an RE3 remake, definitely go out there and tell Capcom, like, hey, we want Resident Evil 3 remake, the same treatment you gave to RE2. Um, so, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Uh, I'll be down for that. 
Um, you thought you thought Mr. X was terrifying. Just wait until you get to play against Nemesis, <laughs> coming at you with a yeah, rocket launcher. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is I was talking to a buddy who you know, like I we played Resident Evil Two a lot, and I never remembered a, a Mr. X. I honestly don't remember a Mr. X at all. Mm -hmm. And I looked it up, and there is no Mr. X. He doesn't exist in Resident Evil Two for PS Two hmm. or PS One. Sorry, PS One. And uh, I think it's PS One. Resident Evil 2 on PS1 or PS2? RE2 Jesus was Christ. PS1. Okay. Jesus, it's been that long. <laughs> um, I thought it was PS1, but... Right, right. Uh, but yeah, I straight just do not remember a Mr. If there is a Mr. X and I totally fucking just don't remember it, great. But um, A, adding him to this game, brilliant. Because he, he, he causes an extra sense of anxiety, and I love that. Um, but, you know, my buddy and I were just like, like, is he just as bad as Nemesis? Because didn't Nemesis pop up out of nowhere? And we were like, yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, I believe so. Unless you had timed locations. Mr. X seems like he's 100% random. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. Like, I was watching Djibouti show last night. I think you were too. I think you saw you in chat. Um, but uh, it was the part right at the end of the stream where they're like in the area with oh, the... Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> So, uh, so for chat, for chat, yeah, yeah for chat yeah. And, the, and, the, and the audience listening, what ended up happening was they were running through, and uh, there was what six zombies in there, and he was just trying to run past them, but then Mister X is just fucking right there and fucking cold cocks him, keeps him locked in there. He then like has to turn around and run through a jail cell, which now Mister X is at the at the only exit from the jail cell, <laughs> and the zombies come in and start attacking him. It was a whole. It was he could not get out of there. He was either getting tackled by zombies or punched in the head by Mr. X and it was I could not stop laughing it was so funny he almost made it out at the very end if you did not get that by that zombie I think it might actually made it out potentially oh yeah 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 absolutely yeah um but yeah like uh again the uh, Capcom has been on a success ride recently um outside of the fighting game division everything else has been doing well for them Resident Evil 7 <laughs> Resident Evil 7 was doing well. RE2 uh, Remake's doing well. Monster Hunter World uh, was freaking fantastic uh, last year. They've. It seems like recently Capcom is back. Um, well, they're also pandering. Like, I'm not complaining about their pandering because it's been fun pandering, mm -hmm. but they're pandering. They're not, they're not taking chances. They're not doing new things because they know. Like, I, I would argue Monster Hunter World was probably, like, the one that it, that they were sure mm -hmm. sure it was their it was their biggest one but it's also one of their like biggest franchises that they were fucking pushing to console with modern graphics like that was going to be a success no matter what that idea in general was going to be a success yeah either in one region or in both so i don't see that as as big of a chance but still i'm like yeah i mean if capcom's on its way back great because they have a lot of franchises that need love if, if they're going to bring back any other franchise, and this is just me saying it because I think it would be hilarious but kind of cool, uh, bring back Dino Crisis. <laughs> if we could have a Dino Crisis in this remake style, that would be fucking rad. Oh, God, it would be so cool. Just Dino Crisis 1 and 2. I doubt it. I know. I, doubt I know. It's a, long, it's a long shot, but like Dino Crisis 1 and 2. I don't want, it, I don't want 3. 3 was not good. You went, in, oh. you went in space. <laughs> you fought again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, moving on to the next topic I hand. Um, let's do this, this, and 
Where's my where's my thing? Ah, uh, oh, this. There we go. Okay. Alrighty then. So, next topic is um, this kind of spawned or this, this spawned. This this kind of news kind of popped up uh, in the past week and specifically uh, reported by PCGamer.com, written by Samuel Roberts. Metro Exodus will only release on the Epic Store, but Steam pre-orders will be honored. Um, and get the visual story. Metro Exodus was released solely on the Epic uh, Game Store when it launched on February 15th. Epic and publisher Deep Silver has revealed today. This follows news from earlier this month, where it was uh, revealed that Division 2 was coming to Epic Store as part of a multi-game agreement with Ubisoft. If you have already pre-ordered the game on Steam, you will get to play uh, get to play it on uh, on there. Epic's exact words on the subject are that any customer with an outstanding pre-order for Metro Exodus on PC through any digital retailer will receive their game as expected. Uh, you can currently pre-order on Steam, but uh, not for as long as it seems. Uh, you'll find this notice uh, on, on the Steam store. Later today... What? What? I was letting you talk, and I was mouthing, hi, Josh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? Go on. Uh, <laughs> uh, later today, sales of Metro Exodus will be discontinued on Steam due to the publisher's decision to make the game exclusive to another PC store. The developer and publisher have issued, uh, assured us that all prior sales of the game on Steam will be fulfilled on Steam, and Steam owners will be able to access the game in any further uh, updates or DLC through Steam. You would think the decision to remove the game is unfair to Steam customers, especially after a long pre-sale period. We apologize to Steam company, uh, cu customers that were expecting it to be available for sale through the February 15th release date, but we were only recently informed of the decision and given limited time to let us know, uh, let everyone know. Um, and there's updates to this article, obviously, that the fact that um, if you bought this on Steam, if you bought this on Humble Bundle, like you will get, uh, you will be honored uh, with the, for the game. Um, it, the and uh, what was it? The other thing I want to point out, actually, too, is that uh, THQ Nordic, the the parent company of uh, uh, for this game coming out, did tweet out the decision to publish Metro Exodus as a Time Epic Store exclusive was made entirely on uh, Koch Media's side. As Metro is their intellectual property, they are a sister company of THQ Nordic, which is the reason why we can uh, and will not comment on this matter. Uh, we do not want to categorically exclude the possibility of time exclusives for any of our games in the future. But speaking uh, in the here and now, we definitely want to have the players choose the platform of their liking and make our portfolio available to as many outlets as possible. So, I okay so. How have you been following up with the story, Greg, by any chance? It's kind of... Uh, I'm a little confused about one thing. So they, okay. they went to the... Ep Why did they go to the Epic Store? Because it sounded like... I thought it was going to be because, like, they... You know, the same shit we've been talking about with Epic versus Valve for a hot minute now. So but... what, what, I, what I've read is that Metro is going to be going to Epic Store for a year. It's it's uh, it's a time exclusive. Um, the game will be well, back... Why? That's the question. Money. <laughs> it's a money grab. Okay, that's what I... Well, money... Is it a money grab or is it a situation where they're going to make more money on Epic than Valve? Um, if that was the case, it would have kept the game on Epic Store. Steam, I yeah, uh, if that was the case, it would have kept the, uh, the game on Epic Store for this move. But uh, because the game's going back on Steam next year, 
um, it's just like a year only exclusive to Epic Store. Um, so for them to to if they had the, that decision of going to Epic, thinking that they'll make more money, um, they would they should have not done this deal in the first place. So my line of thinking is that they did this because of a deal that Epic made to Metro uh, people who made Metro to bring that game exclusively to their platform in an effort to fight against Valve essentially and to the Steam oh. Store. That's my line of thinking as far as like the reason why. Yeah, it just yeah. seems a little. It, it definitely seems odd to me because, you know, we talked about how indie devs are going to be moving to Epic mm-hmm. really quickly due to the what, what Epic's doing versus what's what's what, you know what Steam's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the fact that they're straight up not like, oh yeah, it's because we're getting paid more per per sell for sale on Epic, mm-hmm. uh, or like oh Epic Epic has a has a larger following essentially because of Fortnite, like they're not saying any of that stuff they're just like yeah it'll be there for a year and then we'll move it you know we'll also have it on steam it's like oh okay well what the hell i will say this what's interesting i don't know if you saw this i did see this mm-hmm. that uh valve is basically whining that yes they've been more vo- they've, been, they've been more vocal as of late for obvious reasons <laughs> Um, so here's the thing I'm trying to figure out because I, I saw people talking about it today. I was watching Boogie's um, video on it and just it, it made me it made me think because I'm trying to figure out like where in this in this whole deal like how is this bad for the consumer? So when when this ma- when this move was made for um, for uh, for Metro game to go from Steam to uh, to Epic, um, one of the things as I read up was like the game's gonna be honored no matter what. Um, it is, it, the game was supposed to be released on Steam two weeks, it's because this game's coming out like in two weeks, and it was supposed to be released on Steam originally, but it's been released on Epic for a full year, um, at the same time, again, those games are being honored, uh, so, I, the, the comments that people I've been, I've been reading have, like, not liking this decision, saying it's anti-consumer, and that the fact that they don't want to have a console war between... Uh, two platforms, but the thing I yeah, I point out is the difference between the console wars happening well in quotes uh, happening now or, or forever on the console side and the exclusives that always ha- always had been um, is the fact that the only way you get to able to play those games are able to buy that console you know PS4 Xbox One or uh, Nintendo Switch for the PC you have multiple platforms where you can download for free. And able to uninstall, reinstall over and over again as long as you have the space and the hardware to do it. Um, right. I don't see why this argument is out there as far as it's splitting up the, the the PC market between these two, and you have to decide. When realistically, like you're not paying for an Epic account, you're not paying for a Valve or for a Steam account. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I don't understand the problem here. I don't understand the argument. I'm, as I'm asking too, because like I was, I'm, I'm. I'm because I would figure like this would be you know not as blown up as it is, but it is for some reason. Cause... Well, I think I think it has a lot to do with brand loyalty. Um, I think, and I think I, I kind of called this. You know, when we first talked about it that there's going to be people who are going to be like, I bought every game I ever have on this one PC from Steam, and I know that they work, and I know that they're a good company, and yada 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 yada, and they're going to view Epic's store as like a way to take away something that they've enjoyed when in in reality they're they're hurting themselves 
these consumers who are complaining about it are hurting themselves. Yeah, because you're not tied to one console. You can you can buy this exclusive on Epic, and it's free to download. Yeah, I, right, I've talked about this a hundred times. Like even when it comes to consoles, I want to have all three so I can play all the games. Mm -hmm. I have no brand loyalty to any system. I have no brand loyalty at any type of TV, any type of laptop. I just don't. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, there are companies that work that you know have better product than others, sure. But at the end of the day, um, uh, at the end of the day, having brand loyalty hurts you and you only. Period. Absolutely. If you aren't going to buy this game that you're looking forward to on a free platform because it's on a different platform than the other free platform you use. That's, you're kind of dumb. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be mean, but Jesus Christ, like, are you really thinking? The thing I want to point out too is that why is it when Epic is making this deal for a time exclusive a bad thing when this has been a normal practice for, for games on the console side for years? Why, why are they not being, like, being shown? Again, again, this comes down to the who cares. Yeah. Like, if it, I get people being pissed off if there's time exclusive on a PS4 to the Xbox. Like, sure, PS, P, uh, PlayStation fans getting mad that the Tomb Raider games have been timed exclusives. I totally get, totally get your anger. I totally get it. Um, or, like, uh, uh, the, the Destiny timed exclusives that are on PlayStation and not on Xbox. Totally get Xbox fans being upset about that. Mm-hmm understand implicitly here don't get it yeah i don't get the anger because <laughs> yeah. again as we stated it's two free platforms that you just buy the game from you're not paying more or less on either platform they're free really not that big of a difference mm -hmm. I, I will say to end it on on this note epic is going in hard <laughs> like man uh they're getting we really they're getting really cutthroat now against steam we called it yeah, well, I, I'd say we wait and see how things go out. Like, you know, I didn't expect them to, like, make these exclusive deals to game companies to bring their game over to Epic only. Like, that's, like, I didn't expect that. I, I thought it would be more natural, but no, like, they are cutthroat against Steam right now. So things are only getting more interesting as time goes on, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let me stop. Let me stop the music. Because now it's time, uh, do this, boom, okay. Now it's time for, uh, Why You're Wrong with Craig Dietz. Are we good? Is there an intro? Sorry, uh, no intro yet. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll work on it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so before I start on the Why You're Wrong, um, I was showing these videos to my, to my mom because uh, I was letting her know what I was doing on the podcast. She goes, there's two different versions of the video that you've done. There's one where you're yelling, you're angry, and there's one where you're calm. And I like the one where you're calm. And I was like, why? And she goes, let's put it this way. I understand that you're airing grievances and you're irritated with people on the internet. But when you yell at people, they tend to not listen. I was like, oh, you know what? You're right. She goes, and I know that you are the type of person that gets angry at those people that yell on the internet. And I go, you're right. And she goes, maybe don't do that. I still like the segment where you point out people's flaws, do it in a much more calm manner like you've done the last two times, and I think you'll have a better time. I was like, all right. <laughs> so from here on, here on out, why you're wrong is still me airing grievances with the internet. However, 
I'm not going to be yelling and calling you names. So if uh, you're entertained by me fucking losing my shit, sorry. But, you know, when your mama tells you not so good, you kind of go, all right. Yep. Only last for two episodes. Uh, <laughs> So this one, um, uh, what I want to talk about is Anthem, but not the gameplay like we did earlier. I want to talk about what happened. Um, So if you played it, congratulations. Uh, But also if you played it, you know that there was uh, server issues right out the gate. Like the servers dropped as soon as it went live. Like they just died. When everything came back online, people couldn't get into the game at all. Um, I sat around for, oh God, I want to say a few hours trying to get into the game. Couldn't let it sit for a little bit. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna let everything kind of iron itself out. Wow. Suddenly I'm really gassy. Oh, burpcast hashtag 2.0. I sat around for a few hours trying to get into the game. Couldn't walked away, came back, was able to get into the, the, the hub, like the first person section. I'm hitting my table. And and then when I got to the Javelin and tried to load into a match, it did this infinite load thing where it would hit like 95% loaded and then just stop. Turned out that was a big problem for everybody, uh, the infinite loading screen. They finally, on Sunday, the last day that it was out, added a thing where it was like, if you exit the game or end the client, if you will, quote unquote, and then join back in, as soon as you load into the server, it should say, like, would you like to rejoin the mission you were currently doing? And you'll just drop right into the mission you were you left out on. Which is great, because that's how I got to play. And, uh, um, but I know that still a lot of other people had issues with that. Now, here's what I want to say. If you are experiencing these with a beta, a demo, an alpha, an early access game, why... Are you allowing that to be your main impression of the game? I have seen tons of people say, well, I'm going to resend. I'm going to, I'm going to refund my, my pre-order because I couldn't get into the demo. It's like, wait, you didn't even play the game. You don't know what the final build's going to be like. You aren't doing any research to see if there's anybody else having these issues or if anybody important, like, I don't know, devs from Bioware are publicly saying what's wrong. You're just jumping the gun here and saying the game is bad or that you're not going to play the game because it had server issues. Like, there were a few people, streamers, who had frame rate issues or, like, they couldn't, like, the game just wasn't working right. When you did a little bit of research, which I did, because I read a bunch of devs that talked about what was going on and all sorts of stuff, it was basically an an old, like, floor demo version of the game that they were taking like packs and stuff like that. Um, it, it had the capability of linking together, but not over the internet. Or at least they thought it could go over the internet. They were a little wrong. Um, they essentially used that floor demo to appease EA. EA was like, look, we want to make money off this game. It's a AAA title. It's cost us millions of dollars. We need to make sure that this new IP makes money. And if you aren't willing to put out a taste to everybody, a demo, then what's the point? 
which is why they call it a demo, not a beta, even though the devs considered it a beta. So in my mindset, I go, okay, making a game is a very, very, very hard, arduous process. It takes a lot of man hours and a lot of lost sleep to make a game. Uh, it really does. It's exhausting to make a game. Um, it's expensive, very expensive. This game has been in development for seven years. So none of y'all want to give them a little bit of a leeway? None of y'all want to go, oh, well, okay, I understand. A, you know, we, we all know what kind of company EA is. We know that they're, you know, they're, they're a corporation. They want to make their money. And uh, we know, you know, we know what you guys are doing. So, okay, little, you know, no, no worries. No big deal. You know, we'll, we'll play the open beta. We understand that there was a problem. But I've seen too many people go, the game sucks. Really? Did you play it? Play like an hour of it? And you thought it sucked from that hour? That's a weird thought. I couldn't imagine walking into the theater and enjoying a film for a whole hour and then walking out. Could you? That'd be weird. I just, I have a very hard time with this mentality. And it's not just Anthem. I see it all the fucking time. Like a game is an early access. Like let's take Atlas. This happened with Atlas. Like it didn't work out right. People found arc, uh, arc options within Atlas because it's essentially Atlas with a pirate skin. You know, they've added a few extra mechanics to make it more piratey, but there it is. Atlas was in beta. Like when it released, it's not the full fucking title. And it's going to have some bugs and some issues. Uh, sure, there are mechanics that they built into the game, like the vitamin system, that suck. But, you know, that's gameplay mechanic that you may critique, which I totally understand. If you don't like that, <laughs> just say, I don't like that. Don't say the game sucks because you can't get into it. <laughs> that makes 110% no sense to me. Now, if a game has a full release, so come you know, February 15th when Anthem releases and it has these same issues, then yeah, be upset. Tweet it out. But as of right now, there's no reason to be that angry. There's no reason to be that irritated. I get saying I'm, I'm upset that I only got to play like a day or a few hours. But when you go to the extent of saying fuck Bioware, I hope they fucking burn to the ground and go bankrupt. You're kind of a dick, like full on. Like you're wishing like hundreds of people to lose their jobs because you couldn't get into a beta. Like that kind of makes you a monster in my eyes. Like you're okay with people losing their jobs because you didn't get to do a thing for free. That was another thing that people don't understand. Like, if you pre-order, you can pre-order on PS4, on Steam, on and on Xbox without paying for the game at all. You can do that on all three platforms. You know what you can also do? Cancel a pre-order without having spent a dime. So when you go... 
oh, you have to you know, pay for the game to just play the VIP demo. Now nah, you don't. And if it's really that big of a problem for you to pre-order, wait a week. Wait a whole week for crying out loud. <laughs> My argument will be if there's a beta, a beta or a demo, have some leeway. Give some distance. Go, this isn't a full representation of the game. This isn't a, the final product. I, you know, I heard so many people go, it's a demo. It's, it's a taste of the final version. No, it's not. And it says it as soon as you launch the game. It like full on says, this is, not a, this is not a representative of the final product. There was even stuff left out because, it, again, it's an old demo. Like there was no in-game voice communication. There was no public hub. None of that. Like it was very, very limited. Because again, what we saw was was used on show floors to to you know show people what the game was like. For Christ's sake, you can only level up between 10 and 15. You start at 10, you go to 15, that's max. There's just so much, and, and you can see where stuff is. You can see where, like, there's going to be microtransactions in the game. However, if you pay attention, you know that they're going to be cosmetic only. That you can pay for these, like, crystals and then buy skins for your mech and whatever. And you can also just earn them in-game. Will there be exclusive ones to, that you can only pay for or only? Sure. But look at the world we live in. We're paying $60 for a game where we were paying $60 in the 80s. Inflation didn't touch gaming. So be lucky that we're paying $60. Um, or don't pay for AAA titles anymore and go play indie games. Um, as simple as that. Make your choice. Stop being angry all the time. Stop being outraged because something didn't quite work out for you. These, these companies are, are working tirelessly to bring content to you. And if you were excited about Anthem and suddenly aren't because of what happened this last weekend, that speaks more about you than it does about them. It really, really does. And I, and, and I for one, am glad you're not going to be in Anthem because I don't want to play with you. I don't want to have you around me when I'm trying to have fun. So that's why you're wrong. Very well put. Um, I'd like to add two things to that. Uh, whole uh, segment is one um, if you feel like you don't know or you don't you don't know if you want to if you're, if you're not sure about the game and you're excited for it but you don't want to pre-order the game then one don't pre-order and two wait for what people in reviews have said about the game so that you have an inkling of what this game is about and don't listen to one person in that regard too I know like listen yeah listen to multiple people yeah to answer, to answer Josh in the chat yes I will play with you Josh if we are able to, because I'm going to be on Xbox. So, uh, um, and also I'm going to be playing Anthem too. Um, I think the open beta or the open is it open beta this weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. So anyone anyone can play it. Okay. Um, well, like there was a situation where I was in a chat the other or this morning. Was it this morning or yesterday morning? Regardless, there was a guy in the chat who was talking about how he didn't like the Anthem demo. I chimed in and was like, out of pure curiosity, what did you not like? And he was just like, I didn't like the flying mechanics. I thought the gun control was the kind of lame. I didn't think the level design was very good. I was like, cool. All right, great. Awesome. 100% no problem with that. 
hundred percent no problem with that. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But no problem with that opinion because that was a legit opinion. If he had started off with the whole like because of the server and blah 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 blah, I'd have been like, all right, you don't know what you're talking about. So, <laughs> um, I was gonna say, uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna have my thoughts on the on the game next week or on the on the beta when I play it. Um, and whether it'll match up with Greg's, who knows? Because I've been, I I've been out there. Or I'm out there, but I've uh, talked to Greg and a few others and saying that th- with this game, like I need to really get my hands on it and play the game. I'm not quite sure if I'm excited for it or not. Like, and not not uh, any of the videos I've seen or f- or footage has not really got me that excited about the game. So I really want to get my hands on it to like figure out like is this a, something that I'm really looking forward to or not. It's also just and to answer my questions as far as like what the hell is this game. So yeah. We're gonna look forward to that next week, unless something happens. But uh yeah. Uh with that, we come to the end of the show guys. Um thanks thank you all for watching and subscribing and somehow still listening to our dumbasses. Um <laughs> so before we go well, the show the show might actually be a little bit better now that I'm not doing graveyard and like my today was the first Wednesday in six months that I actually felt refreshed waking up in the morning. So absolutely, yeah, Greg. Or at least refreshed doing this podcast. Yeah, Greg is is now a new man in 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 some well, aspects. I'm, I'm the I'm the old I'm the old man from before <laughs> that process. The podcast the podcast will be in its regular form from here on out, just on Wednesdays. Yeah, definitely. Um, so before we go, uh, Greg, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Chub Rock Geek on Twitter. That's where I am most active. Um, I do have an Instagram and a Facebook account, but I don't really do anything on those. You're free to follow them if you want to, but yeah, uh, just search Chub Rock Geek. Um, I also stream occasionally on my own channel, Chub Rock Geek on, on Twitch, Twitch, or the full URL is twitch.tv slash Chub Rock Geek. Um, probably gonna, uh, in the following weeks, plan some um, Jackbox streams. Don't know when, but, you know, follow me on Twitter and you'll know. Um, also, I do a bi-weekly podcast with my buddy Insabiner, who's in chat right now. Uh, his name is Josh. Um, what we do is uh, we watch two shows on a streaming platform, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, what have you. Um, they have to be an original show, like the Hulu made it, Netflix made it, yada, yada, yada. Um, or at least published it, produced it, whatever. Uh, but we watch the show in their entirety. We watch the two shows in their entirety. Meaning if there's 13 episodes, we watch all 13. And then we talk about it for about 20 to 30 minutes and then give a grade. Uh, this last episode that we uploaded last Friday um, was on Last Hope, the anime, which had two seasons. Um, and uh, I think it was Last Hope. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Punisher. I knew it was Punisher season two for sure, because that's the one that stuck out in my mind more. Mm. But um, you can go to allcueduppodcast.com to check that out. That's all queued up podcast. Um, also, as a small announcement for this show, um, I'm just going to throw it out there right now. But uh, we kind of talked about it on the last episode of the podcast. Josh and I are going to start doing weekly shows. However... Um, it, the show basically alternates. So on week, like, let's say, you know, this next Friday, not this Friday, but next Friday, we'll have our regular podcast. The following Friday will be, um, uh, just Josh and I shooting the shit discussion show. 
Um, we just kind of bring up things we want to talk about, maybe air some grievances, talk about our personal lives, our history, whatever comes to mind. But we also want the audience to send in questions. If there's something they want to know about us, we're more than happy to divulge that or an opinion on something. We'll absolutely talk about that. We're still brainstorming the show, but as of right now, I think off the cuff, all queued up off the cuff is where we're kind of sitting. Hmm. Um, want to keep the branding of all queued up, but we want to kind of have a subtitle to it. Don't know yet, but uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, you can also follow us on queued up podcast on Twitter. That's at queued up podcast to follow uh, each episode that we upload and anything that we have coming out. We also have a discussion group on Facebook. If you search all queued up discussion group on Facebook, you can join us there if you choose to. Um, otherwise, everything else that we do, every every other link that we have is on allcutedpodcast.com. Awesome. I would suggest a title for you guys, but I don't want to because my history with you guys have not been great in suggesting anything. Uh, so, What is it going to be like? An <laughs> anime title? Like it's going to be seven names in one? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> Might be something of that ilk. Uh, What's your suggestion? I'll I'll straight shoot it down right now. Just tell just tell me. Um, I was gonna say. Well, actually, the first thought was after hours, but that's our thing, actually. So, uh. yeah, it, also, it wouldn't be an after hours thing because it's 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 still a weekly show. Like we're gonna be still recording at the same time we do the regular show. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just talking with a knife in my hand because that's smart. Yeah. Yeah, and it's documented on Twitch. You. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Defect of Naruto. You can follow the work that we do at MissionStarPodcast.com. Um, again, you can watch this footage. Oh, YouTube. Anthony, hold on. Yes. Hold on, right there. Didn't you change the name of the website? No. It's, oh. It's in the process. So, for the, okay, behind the scenes. So, uh, <laughs> I thought you did. I thought like, you're just running, you're running the, uh, the same thing you do every, every episode. No, no, no. So, so, so behind the scenes, what's going on. So right now, um, we just paid for GoDaddy to do basically talk to the owner of the, of, of said website, missionstart.com because, uh, originally that was the, the original name for the, for the website, but it was, or it was taken up. Somebody has taken, uh, taken up years and years ago. So that's why Mission Start Podcast is the uh, website that we use. So Greg and I have been trying to get Mission Start proper uh, back in our hands. And um, we're trying to um, get it uh, through GoDaddy. And we paid for GoDaddy to talk to the guy. And I made an offer as far as like how much. But my fingers are crossed in terms of like one, he does, the person doesn't care about the website address anymore. Because every time you go to it, it goes to some blank website. Uh, and to, uh, he might sell for cheap. So, uh, we're hoping, we're hoping if he, or if the person, uh, uh, will let us get the, the site essentially for free or for a little money, that'd be great. Otherwise yeah. it's might just stay missions or podcast.com. So, um, but yeah, that's what's happening, um, right now behind the scenes. And I thought, I thought that receipt you showed me. Was straight up because we got missionstart.com. No, no, no. That was just basically GoDaddy. Talk, they're being the middleman. They're talking to them. They're talking to the person to say, hey, somebody wants your website. Do you want to sell it for this price or in general? So I appreciate you being direct with me and showing me that like you're not just doing it without, without me knowing. So Yeah, 
And it's and for those at home, listening at home and watching the stream, this is this is what we're doing. Hopefully, we'll get it. And I should send this to the guy actually, or the person. This <laughs> is like, hey, we would like to have this site. It'd be cool if you did. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's happening. Um, but in the meantime, you can follow our content at missionsourpodcast.com. You can follow this podcast on the site, uh, full audio. You can also follow this on Anchor. Spotify, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, what have you, is on multiple platforms. And uh, again, shout-outs to the guys, people watching and subscribing on our YouTube, cha- uh, YouTube channel, 800 Strong. Uh, thank you guys so much. It's still crazy to think about how, why people watch us or like the content that we do, but people do. And uh, it just gives me and everybody else more motivation to make more content. So, um, with that, uh, well... Actually, yeah, because I need to use the bathroom. But the other thing is um, I got stuff to work on. I feel like with the after show, it's going to have to be pushed back until uh, until uh, things happen for me. Yeah, yeah. we're probably not going to have to show for a long time because I don't know. I haven't really talked about this, Anthony, but we I had to move. We had to move game night with the guys from Tuesday to tonight. Uh, so like, the second I'm done with this, I, I go play games. So. Yeah, if anything, like the after show should just be like the beginning of the show wait actually yeah it's not a bad idea actually well we're just not going to call it the after show anymore it's just it's just pre-show and then show yeah or give it a different title entirely i don't i don't know yeah it's actually not actually it's not a bad idea actually yeah yes yeah yeah all right um so uh, so, uh with that being said thank you guys for watching and we see you all next time outro goes